Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Takoon Wong, and with me as always is my co-host, Trevor Stores from Full Press Coverage, Rep District, and of course, right here on FGT. How's it going, Trev? I am good. I am good. One more week, and NFL season is here. Oh, uh, yes. So, Nothing to complain about, my friend. I am totally there with you. Super excited. And today joining us, of course, is the godfather of football garbage time and sometimes <laughs> side, side, sometimes fill-in co-host, former editor-in-chief of Football Extra Points, Scott King. What's up, Scott? Hey, just excited. We've got, uh, you know, before NFL kicks, don't forget, we've got the big one Saturday night. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that Oh, one. man. You know, I, so, oh, jeez. Uh, I'm, so I'm obviously, as everyone knows, I'm a big Notre Dame guy. And Scott, is, if you guys don't know, don't follow him. Is He's an Ohio State fan. You should follow him, first of all, but he's an Ohio State guy. And um, I am livid about the fact that we're 17 and a half point underdogs. I am like, <laughs> what in the world is going on here? 17 and a half points? We are no worse been 15 point underdog. All right? 17 and a half is too far. It's too far. Damn it. I'm taking the stand. So, uh, anyway, you might pull off the You just might do it. I, I hope so, but um, you know what? I, I see it. I'm glad that it's early in the season because it's a game that you can recover from if you lose, as long as it's not losing too badly. Uh, but if it's at the end of the season, it's a game you can't recover from, particularly from a non-conference team like us. You know what I mean? So that, I'm glad it's at the beginning. If they're going to beat us, let's do it in the first game of the season. <laughs> and Scott, I know you have thoughts on this. What, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, it's early on, and it's a huge line, but... You know, you never know what can happen. I mean, Notre Dame's got some talent, and, and especially with the NIL field now, yep. it might start to see talent come in because they've got some deep pockets over there in Notre Dame's world. Well, you know, it's interesting because everyone always complains about Notre Dame being overrated, uh, and I think that I, my, my favorite com- comment on that in this preseason is that um, it's not that they're overrated, it's just that no one has any idea who's good after number four, <laughs> right? It's like, we don't know. So let's just throw, you know, let's throw a couple teams up there and see what sticks. So like five and on, it's like it's kind of a crapshoot. Uh, one to four is really all, where it's all at. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And and I got to ask you guys, and, and this is, I warned you a little bit about this in the pre-show, our quote-unquote pre-show. You know, I watched Top Gun Maverick again because I'm crazy like that. And there's a scene, and I know that you haven't seen this, Trev, so I'm going to explain it. Because in the original, there's a really super weird scene where, like, we, you know, it's like a music video. They're playing volleyball on the beach, and everyone, for some reason, is, like, oiled up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm pretty sure you don't need to oil up to play volleyball on the beach. But in this, uh, in Top Gun Maverick, and I know, Scott, you've seen this. They play football on the beach. So, you know, because, of course, there's nothing original in the world anymore. So they're playing football. And I think they call it dogfight football, where it's like offense and defense at the same time on both sides. Have you guys seen this before? I mean, have you seen this before? Yeah. Never before. Yeah. Never before Top Gun Maverick, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty (laughs) weird. You know, and what really got me was, aren't they like, um, isn't this like Navy? 
uh, is this like the Naval Academy type folks? The Naval Academy doesn't throw passes. Who? Nobody in the Naval Academy <laughs> play, throws passes. Yeah, they all we all run. know Navy runs the ball in the triple option. All they do is run the ball. They might have yeah, completed exactly. two passes in the last season. Are you kidding me? That's like the worst. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, if they're yeah. playing if they're playing football on the beach and there's a bunch of Navy guys, they would just be running the ball around everywhere. They certainly wouldn't be throwing it. That's not, <laughs> that's not playing to your force. That's playing to your strengths, my friend. Anyway, um, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. We got some thoughts and overreactions from the third week of the NFL preseason, as well as some surprise cuts and some fantasy football draft advice and much, much more. So let's get this rolling. All right. So you guys have to excuse my aside there. I, I just, I love Top Gun Maverick. Um, there's so many things wrong about the movie, but <laughs> like, but I love it. It's, I absolutely love it. Anyway, um, so let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. After an entire season of speculation, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is staying in San Francisco as Trey Lance's backup. On Monday, Garoppolo agreed to a restructured one-year deal, which includes a no-trade and no-tag clause. Garoppolo will become a free agent next offseason. Interestingly, Garoppolo's no-trade clause is not absolute. It only means that Garoppolo would have to be included in talks and they would have to consent to a trade. Garoppolo's new deal is worth $6.5 million that is fully guaranteed and includes incentives that can get him close to $16 million. Garoppolo's original base salary in 2022 was $24.2 million, which is likely the main reason why his trade market never materialized, particularly with the offseason shoulder surgery. I know, Trev, you and I talk about this all the time. Man, that must suck, huh? He's gone from 24.2 just down to $6.5 million. I don't know how he's going to survive. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I would I wouldn't have taken it. I would have walked away. That's, yeah, that's exactly. I'm, I'm like, I'm off. sorry, sir. Eight million <laughs> minimum. I I just I can't I can't just can't live on six point five. You know what do you uh, think this is? It's not nineteen eighty. Give me a break. All right, Trev. Why you, what do you think about this? Good or bad move for Jimmy G and the Forty ers uh, I think it's a great move. Good move. Uh, he's been trying to get traded since the beginning of time. It seems like it's like mm-hmm. it's never going to end. Yeah. Um, nobody wanted them. We all thought the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Browns with all their quarterback controversies hitting it this year would be contenders, never really amount to anything. So why not back up Trey Lance? We don't know what he has yet. Uh, yeah. They're kind of just going all in. I mean, you kind of did for the draft anyway to get this kid, so you might as well play him at some point and see what he's got. So right. why not have Jimmy G back him up? That's who he's been all year until he got to San Francisco. He's been a backup to the GOAT his whole life yep. to San Francisco. So it's not like he's – going to be new to a backup role. He obviously agreed to it. Trey Vance doesn't work out. You know what you have in a backup. So everybody, it works out for everybody in the organization and NFL. And they save a bundle. Yeah, and they save a bundle of cash too. And uh, so Scott, what do you think here? What are are your thoughts here on this deal? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Reworking the deal um, would make it more manageable in a trade. So I'm Mm -hmm. guessing the Niners – figure, well, let's rework it. For some reason, he agreed to it. And then they can trade him to a contender when somebody goes down during the season. So I think this was more, I would bet it's more a preparation to trade him and so that they don't have to eat a salary. Maybe they told him, hey, look, we'll park you, let you rehab. And then when, you know, name the quarterback, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, somebody goes down, probably not Rodgers, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we'll trade you to a contender. So I think it's it's about making the contract tradable midseason would be my guess. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I actually think it's an indictment of Trey Lance. 
I think that the 49ers brass are like, brass is like, you know what? You know, Garoppolo isn't great, but he's good enough. And mm-hmm. if we, if Trey Lance ends up being bust, you know, we have egg on our face, but we really have egg on our face if we let Garoppolo go. Yeah. So, you know, we get him for 6.5. Um, it's guaranteed, but we now have the highest, and we do have theoretically the highest paid backup in the NFL, but we also have arguably the safest backup yes. in the NFL, right? I mean, that's, he wins. He wins ugly, but he wins. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think that the the way that the 49ers brass is thinking now is that, you know, they, they swung big and they don't want to lose big if it turns out they missed. That That's, that's mm-hmm. what I think is going on here. Um, because quite frankly, I, I wouldn't even – 6.5 is a lot, and you, if you have, you have confidence in Trey Lance, there are lots of back, qu- capable backup quarterbacks floating around out there you can get. Uh, you don't need Jimmy G. Uh, he is, um, you know, at minimum, a low-end starter in the NFL. So, anyway, that's what we got on Jimmy G. All that, and, and look at it, he goes nowhere. <laughs> so, that's a bummer. Yeah, I know, actually, right? Like, I know. It's all this talk, and, and, we, we, and the, I don't know if you guys saw this, but on Twitter – some um, woman on Twitter has actually said that she was going to draw a picture of Jimmy Garoppolo every day until he gets traded. Uh, now uh, <laughs> she's got a whole year worth of drawing to do because yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think unless unless they do the route that you had, Scott, she's going to be drawing pictures for quite some time to come. Uh, looking forward to that. Okay, so let's go ahead and ring the bell on that part of the show and let's move on to the next part, which is talking about NFL NFL preseason three. And we've been doing a whole thing here, overreacting to things in the preseason. So we're going to do that again. But first, we're going to talk about some surprise cuts because as everyone knows today, the NFL 53-man rosters are basically set. So we now know who was cut. And um, there are a lot, obviously, as it is always. So let's start with you, Scott. Who did, uh, what are your surprise cuts uh, this season so far? Yeah, you know, trying to keep up with these, especially since they changed the rules, right? So there used to be a couple of cutdowns, and we get to this point, it was maybe 70 guys or, or 65, and they had to get down to 50. Now they're they're at like 80 to 53, so it's just a huge yeah. influx. Giant and number, yeah. To, yeah, it's just huge. So I'm looking through the list, and just a couple names stick out to me for different reasons. One, you know, I'll start in Detroit, Jared Davis, who was a linebacker yeah. pick of theirs, never, never panned out, went to the Jets. I think, and then came back and they cut him. And for me as a Lions fan, I look at that as a positive because that's mm. a really weak part of the team. And if they're cutting Jared Davis, that tells me they must have some guys that they like, not that it's going to be a top pick. But just a few other ones that stood out, you know, Josh mm-hmm. Rosen, play football. Yeah. Um, but there's there's some guys out there that I think are going to see some run at, at teams, right? Geronimo Allison, a wide receiver, got cut. Um hmm Dell got cut. Philip Lindsay, yeah. um, Taco Charlton, I saw got cut. Um, you know, at, at a at a rush end. So there's definitely some guys that can play. Um, so I think it's gonna be really interesting just seeing this massive flood of players at this point in the season. The next two weeks are gonna be interesting to see what happens um, with all these guys that just hit the market. It's it's really interesting to see the new process. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and it's and it's actually really interesting. Josh Rosen is a really interesting thing, uh, interesting one for me. And let me get your get your take on this first, um, Trev. You know, what what are your thoughts on any of those? Any of those stick out to you as big surprise cuts before we get into ones that you might be interested in? I do agree with the 
the Jared Davis from Detroit. Didn't see that coming at all. Um, but uh-huh. I'm not a Detroit fan like Scott, so I guess he did see it coming. But surprise <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me. Uh, I think Anthony Harris, starting safety from Philly. Um, that was a surprise. I know they just made yeah. a trade for Charles Gardner-Johnson, but, I mean, Anthony Harris, I liked him in Minnesota. I didn't like him in Philly because he was for Philly, but I thought he was pretty decent right. in his position. But he, he got cut today. Um, and then I think there was one more. Uh, oh, Kennard, the linebacker from Arizona. I think that's what Yeah. Was. Yeah, that's a bit of a surprise, too. I guess they really like their Dave and Collins kid and their other guys at the position. But, you know, all these veterans getting cut is kind of surprising. So it's not all that surprising. Like, it's not like, holy cow, but it is something to make you raise your eyebrow and be like, what's next? So, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's uh, – I totally agree with that. I mean, those are those are real good ones there um, that I, I had my eye on as well. But, you know, it's, what's interesting, so I'm going to just go back. Before I talk about the ones I have on my list, Josh Rosen – getting cut by the Browns. I'm not really sure I agree with that. I mean, like, you know, and, and he wasn't horrible, but and, and obviously he wasn't great either, but the Browns don't have a lot going for them right now. Um, and I think there's, there was some potential there. I thought that was a little bit surprising to me, particularly mm-hmm. for a team that said that if they saw that um, Deshaun Watson would get an extended absence, you know, when, after the time they had the, he had the six month suspension and it was expanded, but before that they got the decision, they're like, well, if there's going to be an, an increasing, um, uh, if the suspension is going to get increased, we're going to go get somebody. I kind of right. thought Josh Rosen was a good guy to keep on the roster. So that was a little bit surprising to me. Um, you know what I mean? And it's interesting to me when you think back to like, oh, who should be first in the, who should be first picked in the, uh, in the draft should be Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. Remember that? Remember those days? Yeah. Oh my, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's crazy. If you think about it, right. I mean, well, how crazy is that? Um, well, so what do you, what, what do you think about that? Trev, Josh Rosen? Um, I mean, it was good to see he got another chance in NFL after being number two overall pick and kind of being a bust. But, uh, yeah, that quarterback situation is kind of murky in Cleveland. Um, I don't really trust Jacoby Forsett that much. Then you got Josh Dobbs after that. So we don't know how long Deshaun Watson's really going to be out. I don't know. It's just He's just another quarterback. Good to see for me personally. I'm glad he got another chance. But it is what it is for me, for Josh Yep, Rosen. yep. All right, <laughs> so let me let – me, yep. So let me get, give you my thoughts on some surprises, actually. So O.J. Howard – getting cut by the Buffalo Bills. I thought that was a huge yeah. surprise to me. I, I mean, honestly. I even went there with Dawson Knox. My bad to cut I, you off. But. No, that's true. No, I totally agree. I totally agree that I, I was surprised he went there. But, you know, think about, like, all the hype that O.J. Howard had coming out of college and how he was going to be a great move tight end. He kind of got overlooked in Tampa Bay, you know, many, many times. I mean, he was, he was a first-round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2017. You know, and, and he right. was just, I mean, he was labeled as a bust, but not because he didn't perform, because he never saw the field. I mean, he just didn't get many looks in that offense, um, you know, going from Jameis Winston, who couldn't hit uh, tight ends, uh, to uh, Tom Brady, who loved Gronk, right? I mean, so like, what, what can you do? Not, there's no competition there. Uh, so that was a big surprise to me. What do you think about that one, Scott? Do you have any, any thoughts on O.J. Howard getting cut by the uh, Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I actually missed that one. Um, yeah, he was really um, – I remember him coming out of Alabama, you know, big, long. Yeah. Um, you know, had a lot of length at tight end. 
And he had some – I remember having him in fantasy a few years ago when it, when it was Cameron Brayton, him, kind of a one-two yeah. punch. Um, right. Yeah, so he can definitely play. Uh, I missed that one, but I, I think he ends up on a roster for sure. Who knows um, what was going on up there in Buffalo. But, uh, yeah, it's super yeah, weird he, to me. He just you know. Get, he just couldn't yeah. get his look. Like you said, Gronk, when Gronk got there, it was Gronk and Bray and him, and you're just not getting three tight ends on the field. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems so weird to me because they had – so they had Dawson Knox, right? So clearly he's the tight end one there. But then they got Tommy Sweeney, and then they got undrafted free agent Quentin Morris from Bowling Green, and then they cut O.J. Howard. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean – <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, I, I see. I mean, I'm listen. No, I'm not hating on undrafted free agents out of Bowling Green. I'm just saying it's OJ Howard, you know. And and I just feel like taking a chance on him sounds like a a good idea. I mean, everyone was already penciling him in for you know 500 yards and and, and you know half a dozen touchdowns with Josh Allen, and all of a sudden he is looking for another job. So here's the other guy that really surprised me. Um, and maybe it didn't surprise me that much because I kind of anticipated something like this might happen. But Marlon Mack getting cut yeah. by the Houston Texans. That one uh, surprised me a little bit because now they got rookie Damian Pierce there. Obviously is doing fantastic bang up job there in camp and in the preseason. But he's a rookie. Right. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like Marlon Mack is a known quantity. Um, it's very surprising to me that he was that he was cut. I mean, quite frankly, and back in 2019, he had 1,173 total yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, that, that's not, you know, that's not nothing. <laughs> no, and, another and one. That, uh, Philip yeah. Lindsay from the Colts. That's another one. Yeah, that right. Me. Yeah, right, right. And I, I know Scott mentioned Philip Lindsay as well, and that that one actually surprised me as well because yeah. Philip Lindsay was looking like a guy when he was in. Uh, I mean, I thought he might just take over the backfield when he was in Denver. And then, mm-hmm. and now for him to be on the street looking for a job, I, I, I find that very surprising. What do you think, Scott, about those two? I mean, obviously you mentioned Philip Lindsay, so t- tell us a little bit more about that. But, you know, what about uh, Marlon Mack getting cut by the Houston Texans? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see these roster constructions, right? It's, it, these are veteran guys getting cut for rookie running backs, right? So I guess teams are playing. They want some youth. Um you know, to just run out there and, and run them at running back and and just put miles on them. So, I mean, these are all I – mean, there's a whole team worth of guys that got cut you could put together and field. I know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like all yeah. the <laughs> It's crazy. It's I know. Yeah, it takes out. Yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, – I'm going to be interested to see how all this shapes up. And if Damian Pierce ends up being the guy – and I love Damian Pierce – um, from the preseason, I think he's a, um, he's going to be great. Um, he was obviously great in Florida. I, I think he's going to be great, but I, I just thought that was super surprising to me that you wouldn't want to have some sort of uh, safety policy there exactly. in place. You know, it just didn't make make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, and then of course I'll comment on that uh, Anthony Harris, which you mentioned um, there, Trev as well. I thought that was that was pretty surprising to me. I know, I mean. Quite frankly, it, it seems that, um, I mean, yeah, his production has kind of declined a little bit, but he did have a league-high six interceptions with the Vikings back in 2019. You mentioned his time in, in the, the Minnesota Vikings. And, and he is a veteran that has, obviously, a good locker room presence. I don't see why you wouldn't want to keep him. I mean, he his contract was under $2.5 million, and I know that sounds like a lot of money to you and me and everybody on this podcast yeah. and anyone listening to us 
Um, unless of course you're Kanye West, in which case you're like $2.5 million for that. But, um, yeah, right. I mean, Kanye doesn't need it, but, um, but I mean, give me a break. That seems like a deal for that type of veterans presence there. Um, so that was very surprising to me, um, as well. And there's a couple others and Sony Michelle is one you touched on there. Um, Scott, tell me a little bit about what are your thoughts on that one are? Cause I, I think I kind of saw Sony Michelle getting cut. I think that was going to, I kind of felt like that was going to happen. He was kind of on the downward slope of the career, and they already had Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. And Chase Edmonds was one of my sleeper picks for uh, fantasy football drafts this season. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of turning out, along with Damian Pierce, by the way. So they're both kind of turning out so far. We'll see what they do on the field with the opportunity. But Sony Michelle getting cut. What, what do you think? What do you think about that, Scott? I mean, what what surprised you about Sony Michelle getting cut? Yeah, I think he's you know he's he's a veteran that you know can provide. Uh, some leadership for a team, and um, you know, again, it's just these veteran running backs. I, I just keep looking at this list that I've got here uh, on my desk, and it's just these guys are just getting cut all over the place. I mean, I didn't even mention P. Ryan, you know, out of the, yeah. the desk. He's he's been a he's been a fantasy kind of fill-in over time, kind of gets you some spot points. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tony Michelle's career has kind of trailed off here towards the end, but. I mean, it was just last year he was he was up with the Rams, or the year before. So, right, right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's getting yards, so I, it's gonna be crazy the next couple weeks. Yeah, I, can't wait I agree. So, two more that I'll mention real quick, and then we'll go on to um, talk about the uh, talk about some overreactions. But two more that I got here: Josh Gordon getting cut by the Kansas City Chiefs, and this one really hurts me. Kellen Mond being cut by the Minnesota Vikings because my overreaction was that he was going to be their franchise quarterback. Clearly that's not going to happen anymore because he didn't even make the 53 man roster. Um, so that, so there you go. That's the nature of overreaction. Sometimes you swing and miss. Um, but um, give me your thoughts on that one. Josh Gordon being cut by the Kansas city chiefs, Kellen Mond being cut by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Scott, why don't you start? Yeah. So um, Josh Gordon, I, I mean, I just feel this guy's career is just such a, a wasted opportunity. I mean, I, early on, he just lit things up, and then just all the suspension, which, I mean, we could do a whole show on should he have been suspended basically his whole career for what his violations were, considering yeah. some of the things that are happening in the league now. But it's just <laughs> right. terrible. But, I mean, the guy, again, the guy can play, right? I mean, I'd take him on the Lions tomorrow. If they <laughs> signed him, I'd, I'd be happy. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm on the Bears, too. You know, got nobody. Yeah. I mean, Kellen Mond, you know, Texas A&M quarterback. Um, teams are running with two quarterbacks. I mean, Detroit's got two quarterbacks. And yeah. and if you look around the league, most teams do. And, and, you know, it's just the way the rosters are structured now. You know, should they have gone to 55 with the new CBA? I don't know. We'll see what happens next time. But – uh, you know, two quarterbacks is not enough to get you through a season with the teams yeah. that do it. It's just not. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you think, Trev, about these two, Josh Gordon and Kellen Mond? Uh, Josh Gordon, I didn't really realize how deep the Chiefs wide receiver room is. I didn't even take a look yeah. at it, but just from reports, I guess it is pretty deep. So, and then yeah. they showed up a, I saw a stat where we only had five catches for about 30-some yards in 12 games last season. So, it's like, uh, it's, I'm glad he had another shot because I think he deserved one, but – like I said, I'd, I'd sign him somewhere for a more wide receiver needy team for sure. I don't think he's done yet. I still think he's 
Sure, we're getting uh, falling off his prime a little bit, but he's not completely done yet. He could contribute right. to Julio yeah. Jones is going to do in Tampa Bay. So, like, absolutely. Um, I would take him any day. But then um, the other one, who was the other one? Kelman. Kelman, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big, tall quarterback. I guess he's just not ready, quite ready for NFL yet. Doesn't quite get it. Um, yeah, Scott, everybody runs with two quarterbacks nowadays. So maybe they bring him back on the practice squad, but I don't see him as a starting quarterback in the league right now. So hopefully he can latch him somewhere and get caught up to speed. Well, it's, it's so surprising to me, Kellen Mont. So I'm, I'm not super surprised by Josh Gordon because they are kind of deep. And they also have uh, my fav- my la- one of my favorite overreactions is still alive because Josh Gordon was cut. Justin Watson in Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> so there you go, folks. Maybe one yeah, of my overreactions okay. will hit. But, but Kellen Mond, what really surprised me about Kellen Mond is that, you know, Kirk Cousins is fine, and he's obviously the starter, right? I don't think anyone's going to replace him. But he was a third-round pick, you know. Uh-huh. No, he was a third-round pick. So he's not nothing. And the other competition was Sean Mannion and Nick Mullins. And they kept Nick Mullins. I just don't, I don't get that. You know, I mean, I, there's no upside of Nick Mullins. I mean, I guess maybe they're saying there's no downside. Like, he is an NFL quarterback. He can throw the ball. But, like, I'd rather keep some guy with a little upside continue to see if he develops because Kirk Cousins won't be around forever. And, and there are some questions about Kirk, whether Kirk Cousins should continue to be in the Vikings. So I find that to be the most surprising thing. Uh, and I'm a little bit biased, obviously, because I was predicting, obviously, Kelman ticking over in people, purple people land and that's obviously not going to work out. But, um, you know, that was really surprising to me. All right, guys, let's move on to some overreactions here. So let me hit the boxing bell on that. Let's talk about some overreactions. Uh, do either of you guys have some overreactions that you want to share here, or, or should I jump into mine? Uh, Scott, you got any? Um, yeah, I just have one general one. I, I think okay. any coach that starts a starting player in week three should get fired instantly um, when you look at what happened in the Pittsburgh-Detroit game. Ah, uh, yeah. So That's going to be a lot. Yeah, interesting. And going down potential, you know, I mean, they're going to be fine, but to lose both guys in a game that means absolutely nothing and gains nothing, um, right? Yeah, fire everybody. Fire everybody. <laughs> okay. Wow, that is a that that is a pretty big overreaction, I would say. Uh, fire everybody. All right, that's cool. I can buy it though. I mean, obviously, player safety important, and important player safety even more important, right? I mean, like, what's the point of having key players go down and something like that. Um, and any overreactions for you, Trev? Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP because he's playing uh, without a contract right now. Whoa. I think that's an overreaction. That's an overreaction. Uh, that, that, that is a definite overreaction. And so he's going he's gonna to complete, he's going to complete 4,000 yards just to Mark Andrews. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get MVP. Um, no or way. to himself. He's been yeah. able to catch his own passes at the time. So maybe he can do that to himself too. I mean, uh, who I knows? Mean, he'll definitely ball out to earn a contract, but I just don't see him being MVP. Uh, I mean, he's already won it, which not saying he can't do it again, but the odds are stacked against him with the roster he has right now. They got rid of all of his weapons. His running, his running back too healthy. That's good, but. He's also what a running back too, right? No, I'm just kidding. Right, um, <laughs> right, exactly. But, uh, he is. Nah, he'll, Maybe he'll he'll running back playoffs, one. <laughs> yeah, he'll make the playoffs, but I don't think it'll be MVP. You've got way too other other many people out there that have a better chance than him, I think, right now this season. So that's my overreaction. Okay. 
Well, it's, so you took your overreaction and you made it just a reaction. <laughs> you took the over well, out, that's Trev. That's, that's out not there the game. That's MVP. <laughs> the game is overreact. That's what we're, what oh, we're here okay, to do. Okay, my bad. He's uh, going to MVP. MVP. There you go. Lamar Jackson MVP. You there heard it go. here first. We're, we're firing everybody in Pittsburgh and we're making Lamar Jackson MVP. Now we got yep. some overreaction going. Um, all right. I got two for you guys here. I got okay. so. Lance McCutcheon, rookie wide receiver for Los Angeles Rams, will be a starting wide receiver this season for the Rams. That's right, rookie wide receiver. He had a ridiculously good preseason. I know that means nothing, <laughs> but it was great. He did a great – he's undrafted rookie wide receiver. Um, he did fantastic. He got uh, 87 and 96 receiving yards in the first two games. Um, he got five catches for 76 yards, including a 32-yard gain. Um, on a, on a, if a touch on a touchdown drive in the last game of the preseason, he has 259 total receiving yards and two touchdowns, leading the NFL in yards in the preseason. Uh, and we know he made the 53-man roster today. So Lance McCutcheon of the Los Angeles Rams. How good of a story would that be, huh? Undrafted rookie <laughs> wide receiver makes starting wide receiver position for the Los Angeles Rams. I, that would be. Fantastic. What, so am I wrong, guys? What, how do you feel about that one? Scott, what do you think? There's a lot of guys on this roster in, in the Rams. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think his focus should be to stay on the roster, and then we'll see how that one goes. But, hey, he okay. made it. And, and you know, a couple of guys go down, he, he has a good game, and he'll be on the field. I mean, they'll put five wideouts out there in, in the, uh, L.A. for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt they will. What do you think, Trev? Am I am I wrong here on Lance McCutcheon? Uh, yeah, you're 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 completely wrong. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, so tell, tell it how it is. <laughs> so I'll go back and get OBJ again before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, this applies to me then. Um, so yeah. I, I will say this. Um, you know, ahead of him, obviously, we got Cooper Cup, we got Allen Robinson, we got Van Jefferson. Uh, ben Skaronic on, on the roster still, and I'm a big fan of Ben Skaronic because he went to Notre Dame. Tudor Atwell, I had a huge man crush on Tudor Atwell last year when they drafted him. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to be tough for him to crack it, but I have faith, guys. I have faith. So, well, here, nice. here you go. <laughs> and I got another overreaction for you. Andy Isabella is going to be a starting wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals this season. That's right, Andy Isabella, who has been on the team. Uh, and, of course, depth of wide receiver for Cardinals been a bit of a question for them recently with all the issues. Um, and, listen, he's a fourth-year player. He's been there. He's been in the system. Uh, he had 111 receiving yards in his first two preseason games. Um, that surpassed, and, and he surpassed that total on Saturday, making five catches for 115 yards. Um, and then he had this one big 74-yard play where he cut across the middle, grabbed the pass 10 yards upfield, and just made everybody miss all the way down to the two-yard line. Uh, I think he's seen a lot of limited use over the last three years. Uh, and I think that he has an opportunity to break out this season with all the, uh, of all the, uh, the issues that they have in the receiver room for the Arizona Cardinals. So am I wrong? What do you think, Scott? Uh, no, I don't think you're wrong there. I think he will get on the field. I mean, they are pretty lean, right? They, I mean, they made the Marquise Brown draft day deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A dig team is well in the back end of his career. So, yep. yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good late fantasy pickup as well, right? You're in the yes. late rounds looking to fill out a roster. Um, these teams that chuck it 
you know, grab grab some of these receivers because they might get on the field. Yes, I I totally agree with that. And I'm going to turn back to that in a second, but let me get Trev's reaction first. Trev, what do you think here? Uh, Andy Isabella, starting wide receiver for Arizona Cardinals. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I can definitely see it happening. All uh, right. He's been a fighting receiver that I've watched before in his career while he's there a couple games or so. So I like Andy Isabella. He's fast, nice little slot guy. Why not? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> look at that. I, look at the, we all agree on one. I, I, you know, usually these overreactions, I just don't get very far with them because I'm oftentimes so far off base. But, um, yeah, awesome. Andy, Andy Isabella, I love it. And, and just so everyone knows, Andy Isabella is being drafted nowhere. <laughs> He's not even ranked. So you wow. can draft him anywhere. You can, you can go pick him up on waivers right now if you want. So uh, have at it. Have at it. Lance McCutcheon also being drafted nowhere. So fantasy football people who want deep picks, uh, give it a shot. You know, I mean, those, those, both those guys are out there. Uh, Justin Watson, on the other hand, he is being drafted at 411th overall, <laughs> wide receiver 139. Um, so, but feel free to give him a shot too. Those are my super, super deep, like 16 to 20 team, five wide receiver leagues. Those are the guys you want. That's what I'm saying. All right. So let's uh, let's put let's put a pin on that one, and I'm gonna just gonna turn it around. Ask you guys uh, fantasy football. Any other fantasy football takes from from week three that you wanna to give our listeners? Fantasy football, uh, yeah, fantasy football. The, the impact mm-hmm. on fantasy football from things that have happened now that we got the fifty-three man roster set. Now that we uh, know who's been cut, I'll, I'll jump in this one because um, I, I was looking at the stats and I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. De- Desmond Ritter here in Atlanta, who who practices an hour from me, is going to start significant number of games for the Falcons before the end of the season. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. And, I like that. And he can swing it. Yeah. So that's, that one's coming. Another well, Desmond Ritter, yeah, he, 361st overall, QB 37. So basically free. You can take him whenever you want. And, uh, yeah, I agree with that one, actually. I think I actually mentioned Desmond Ritter earlier at one point. I actually like the Falcons running back, Tyler Algier, as um, a potential breakout this season that you can get relatively late. And I've invested in him in a number of places as well. So uh, I think that he has potential there and people should go out and just go ahead and stash him late because he's going right now 148th overall running back 51. He may be, um, if not a starting, uh, you know, in the middle of a 50-50 share at least uh, in that backfield in Atlanta. So I like uh, I like Tyler Algier, Algier there. Any Anybody else that you're uh, looking at there, Scott? Um, nothing that we learned anything from right now. I think keep an eye in, in uh, Pittsburgh quarterback situation. If you need a late quarterback, um, you know, stay away from or draft DK <laughs> and lock it late in Seattle. I, I mean, I'm basically the quarterback, even though I don't, I do think Geno Smith is serviceable. I was talking about that on Twitter before I came on the show and mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have value at the right pick. So yeah. DK, don't take him at 15, but if he's sitting there at 25, maybe you fit him. I think I ended up with him in one league. Um, yeah, so well, Tyler Lockett is going at 98, so that's a real steal in my wow. book, even with Geno Smith there. Yeah, so I totally agree with that. Yeah. Anybody that you like here, uh, Trev, that you're thinking about for fantasy football, other than Brian Robinson, who unfortunately uh, had a little bit of an incident 
which is very, very, which is so sad to me because that was my other overreaction. As you know, <laughs> that Brian yeah. Robinson would take over as starting running back for the Washington Commanders. That that still may happen, but it's not going to happen week one, unfortunately. But um, thank goodness he's okay. And I thought he was yeah. back at the practice facility, which is mm-hmm. good to see. Um, but but who do you think? Any Anybody else that you think um, is going to be uh, a standout here at, in, for fantasy football after what you've seen in week three? Um, he didn't play much, but I'm going to go ahead and say Curtis Samuel from game one and game two. From the okay. Commanders. Um, okay. He's turning off a pretty non-productive, pretty much non-existent year last year for injury, but we know what he's capable of. We've seen the tape in Carolina. He's the original Debo Samuel before Debo Samuel came about. So as a secret weapon, multi-use of uh, wide receiver running back position. So he's got a quarterback in Carson Wentz. Say what you want. 27-7 last year. Touchdowns and interceptions. He knows how to win games. We're giving the ball with some space. I think uh, you're looking for a receiver. I got to come off the bench or if all your top receivers are hurt or whatever. Curtis Davis is a nice compliment. So. No, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Nice and deep. I love all these deep picks that we got. Now, I'll, I'll just remind every. I'll end on two more that I actually talked about earlier. Damian Pierce, who I've had a man crush on all fantasy football season, now locked in basically as a running back for mm-hmm. the Houston Texans. 86 overall, running back 35. I think you can go ahead and move him up a level and grab him around earlier and have a starting running back cheap. So I love Damian Pierce. And I am all in now on Chase Edmonds. I was pretty much all in on him <laughs> as well before. But now I am all, yeah. even more. Is there more? What's more than all in? <laughs> I don't know what that is, yeah, but I'm there. <laughs> 58, 58 overall, running back 25. I'd move him up and grab him around earlier as well. Those guys um, are way on my list. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. And guess what, guys? We made it to the end of the show, and it's only a little bit of overtime. Let's hit the air horn. Woo! Only seven minutes of overtime today. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad, guys. Air high fives. Air high fives. I'm giving you air hey, high fives right now. Hey. No one no one can see it, but I just did a double backflip in order to celebrate the fact that we only did seven minutes of overtime. That's that's the beauty of uh, being on a podcast. It's not video. But anyway, so give us your, uh, give us your uh, Twitter and, and your social media, Scott, so people can follow you. Yeah, hit me up on uh, NFL Fantasy underscore more. Um, always in there talking about football. We've got hard knocks tonight. Don't miss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just excited for for football to start. College football, NASCAR playoffs are in for the three people yeah. listening. Watch that. Um, fantasy yeah. baseball is <laughs> wrapping up. We got a hard push here toward the end in our league. Ooh, so yes. A lot of activity right now. This is kind of the sports. A peak starting here, I'd say, in the next four weeks. we got a lot yeah. going on. And if you, you go another two weeks in, and you got NBA, NHL, and we got, we got college basketball picking up and college football. This last weekend actually already started. Man, it's getting crazy. Getting crazy. My weekends are getting take, taken up entirely. Um, I, and I will say this. You caught so much fire and heat and smoke today or uh, or two days ago. For the fans, uh, they had this kind of like showdown amongst fans for, for college football, and you commented on that. Man, wow, you have you have attracted a lot of ire on Twitter, Scott, over that. There you go, Scott. You want yeah. the ball, smoke, bro. That was horrible. I could not let that go by. I couldn't believe yeah. that. That was. 
Well, since you since you you essentially said that it's absolute crap, and I'm being I'm being PG thirteen about what you said. It's actually <laughs> it's absolute crap. Uh, that people definitely responded. So uh, kudos, my friend. You definitely yes, got the clicks. Good job. <laughs> and Trev, why don't you give us your uh, social media so people can follow you? Uh, at Trev HTTC on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Rec District podcast with Nathan and the Stoner. Yes, Full press coverage podcast and dot com mm-hmm. with George Carmi and right here speaking right fantasy here. football and all things NFL with Haku and Scott Keen. So yes, sir. All right, this is good stuff, man. And of course, you check him out at the Sky Bar, guys. What are you waiting yeah. for? Go get your drinks on. Go get your drinks. Podcast is over. Go get your drinks on tomorrow or the next day. And the next day, get it all weekend long. I don't care what you get. Just stay there. All right. Well, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time and on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. As always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Good night, guys.